1: Hello, welcome to Breaking Into Reality with me, Sheila Conlin, your host, and my co-host Tim Ferretti.
2: Hello everyone.
1: And my Twitter, which you can shout out to me, at ConlonCoTV, and your Twitter?
2: Mine is T. LA, two R's, two T's.
1: <laughs> Each week on Breaking Into Reality, we bring you our special guests to share their breaking into reality stories, how they did it, and how reality TV changed their lives. We will also talk about some of the newest shows on TV, some of the oldest ones. Reality TV stars that are taking the world by storm will inform you about casting opportunities worldwide, and I get the distinct pleasure of giving you some of my insider tips, expert advice to find out if you're right for reality TV, and if you're the next reality TV star. So again, I'm Sheila Conlon, casting director and producer of some of the longest-running shows on TV, Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares... So many, so many, and some of the shortest running ones, Yeah, you know, like Utopia and I Want to Marry Harry, but I love those. They were amazing. They should have been on longer. Much longer. Yes, much longer. But anyway, I love all of them, and I love doing it. And for all, I want to say one other thing. I just have to do a shout out to all of my Latinas out there that tuned into the Movement.com, the webinar I did with Nellie Galan. Thank you so much. Crossover Casting is up and running, and we've gotten your submissions and cannot wait to see more. So again, the Adelantemovement.com, Crossover Casting. Keep going. And our special guest today is three-time cupcake winner...
2: Cupcake okay, Wars okay, winner. Cupcake
1: War. Wars winners. I knew that. <laughs> Cupcake Wars winner. And author of Savory Bites, Hollis Wilder. Hello. Yay!
3: Thanks for having me. And what's
1: your Twitter, Hollis? How do and share? Hollis Wilder. At Hollis Wilder. Okay, so everyone will know that. So, you know, Hollis is here to discuss her reality TV experience. I mean, she's been a winner. She's a published author. She has successful, but still has a successful business, yes. Sweet by Holly. And, I mean, how three shows, four shows she's been on. And we get to hear all the new upcoming things about what's happening with Hollis and what's on the horizon for her next. But before we do that, we need to switch gears Go to Tim Ferretti, and he's going to bring us our casting traffic report because if you guys don't get out there and audition, you cannot become a reality TV star, right? So what do you have for us, Tim?
2: That's right, Sheila. Uh, I'm Tim Ferretti. I'm here with your casting traffic report. Uh, So each week, uh, this is the segment where we keep you up to date on all the open call opportunities out there, all of your favorite shows that are casting, audition dates, locations, and we'll tell you where to go for more information. Uh, We also, I should mention, we have a special announcement at the end of the show that we want to share with you guys really exciting news. But before we get there, let's get started on what's casting. So to all of our aspiring chefs out there who are willing to put themselves on the chopping block. You, you like that pun? Yeah, yeah. In front of, uh, in front of Chef Gordon Ramsey, <laughs> our friends over at MasterChef are currently casting, and we have some open call dates to share with you. Um, September 26th in Chicago, September 26th in Louisville, Kentucky, October 3rd in Jackson, Mississippi, October 3rd in New York City, and October 10th in Los Angeles. Uh, you can go to masterchefcasting.com for more info. Some great cooks in those cities. Sheila and I know that from experience casting Many cooking shows, right, Show. Oh, Shio?
1: yes. Oh, yes. Many, many, many. <laughs> yes. But this is a good one for people that are not professional cooks, have not worked behind the lines, so we love Master They That Shop. have the potential. Yes, have the All
2: potential. All right, perfect. And uh, there are also a host of TLC shows that are currently casting at the moment. They include Bride by Design, Brides Gone Styled, Curvy Brides, Ooh. Dare to Wear, Extreme Cheapskates, I Still... Didn't know I was pregnant. My Strange Addiction, Say Yes to the Dress, a favorite. Uh, say Yes to the Dress, Atlanta. Uh, sex Sent Me to the ER, Strange Love, Style by Jury, and 90 Day Fiance. So for more information about how you can put yourself into the running for those shows, share your story. Go to tlc.com slash casting.
1: That sounded like one big show. <laughs> Just different segments, right? But I can
2: imagine all of that happening. Well, that'd be one big interesting, oh, interesting. show. <laughs> And then Lava's kids <laughs> open casting for season four. Uh, So, as you probably know, this is the Spanish language singing competition that features contestants aged 7 to 15 years old. So, uh, remember, when you're going to cast for this show, only the parent or legal guardian of a potential contestant can register, complete, and submit the required forms. And you can find those forms and all the information about eligibility requirements and anything else they want from you um, at lavazkidscasting.com.
1: And for all you Latinas out there, yes. just reminding you, you know, get your kids on TV, you know. It's a great show.
2: So it looks like the summer season casting, um, summer uh, casting season is coming to a close. And one of those includes Fox's American Idol, the final season, which has one more open uh, audition date left. And that is September 15th in San Francisco. You can go to American Idol.com for more information on uh, this date plus audition dates for the American Idol bus tour. Uh, Bravo's Untying the Knot is now casting. So, those familiar with the show know that it's, uh, it follows esteemed divorce mediator Vic- Vicki Ziegler, uh, and she is ready to help people divorce with dignity and divide your assets equitably, which is a very important process. So, you can apply now at uh Engel That's E N G E L Entertainment.com. Just put it all out there.
1: Just put it all out there.
2: Put it all out there. That's the way to do it, right? Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. It's the best TV. And then finally, MTV is ca- casting for a few of its shows. Um, one of them includes True Life, which we know is a long-running documentary series that's always tackling riveting subject matter. I grew up watching that show. Um, and they are currently casting and looking for stories for, uh, for some of their topics. And they're also, they are also have a new show. We don't have the name of the show, but it's by the same creators of Catfish. And they are uh, looking for people to come clean with some secrets, some deep, dark secrets. So um, Scandalous. You can go to remotecontrol.mtv.com slash casting calls for more information. Uh, plus a uh, list of many other programs that they're currently casting, and I'm Tim Ferretti, and that is your casting traffic report.
1: Well, thank you, Tim. You're That's welcome. always helpful. Uh, we have <laughs> to know what's going on out there Yes. in the world of casting, in the world of reality TV. But now here we are, our special moment to have Hollis here. So again, hi, three-time Cupcake War win- Cupcake Wars winners. It's what a tongue twister. Said, blah, blah, yeah, and but what my favorite though is. Author of Savory Bites, which oh. is well, thank amazing. you.
3: Amazing! Look at that! Yay! That's my awesome. that's my birth child. Let me tell you, your baby writing that's my baby <laughs> right there.
2: Well, tell us a little bit about it. Sure.
1: But before we do that, though, I just have to mention because Hollis has the best cupcakes ever, and I got to experience this firsthand at your shop in Jacksonville, and then Hollis and I had the the greatest experience taking 2,500 cupcakes. <laughs> To the troops in Guantanamo Bay. On two C-12 planes. Yeah. It was incredible. What a time we had. I know. And it every was. cupcake was intact. And nothing got smushed. <laughs> nothing got melted. And we made, and there was a dog on our plane. Oh, there was a dog. And I think we took 1,000 pounds of buttercream. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's oh a goodness. lot of
1: buttercream. Oh, my God. It was so good. And every single one of those cupcakes, amazing. And the troops loved it. They loved it. Loved. Well, so. we, had, we made them decorate them it was oh, that's truly a right. war that's right that's we right. were on the front line <laughs> Sheila that's right we had a I forgot about that part right. I just kept remembering trying to get the cupcakes there It's like oh my gosh that was so much fun and and what a great thing to do for our troops or guys out there mm-hmm. that are fighting for us so again gals. That, the gals and the guys yeah guys and the gals that was that's awesome right. So, anyway, welcome, and now I'm so excited about, tell us about this book. How did this happen?
3: Well, the first time I was on Cupcake Wars, I made for George Lopez uh, salmon cupcake, and uh, this is the way it works in reality television. I mean, you don't go on there just to be, like, cute and make a cupcake, right? (laughs) And so somebody told me that had a lot of experience, you need to make your mark and don't make a cupcake that you always make. Go outside of your comfort zone. Right. So when I saw the table of ingredients and there was salmon, I thought, well, I've got to make a salmon cupcake. And how am I going to do that? That sounds weird. It does sound really gross. Yeah, Actually, I mean, try and wrap your tongue around that. (laughs) Yucky. But I did it without sugar. And it actually ended up being a lemon-zested cake that had very little sugar. So it has the moisture of the cake, lemon-zested, with creme fraiche, chives, capers, and cold-smoked salmon, it sounds like an hors d'oeuvre. Yeah, now we've great. taken it from sweet to savory. And that's why I got the book deal. Because the publisher was channel surfing, saw salmon on a cupcake show, backed up the channel, watched, and said, oh my gosh, you got to call this girl. This is a book. This is a book. And see, we're going to talk about this
1: in my insider tips later, but this is how things happen when you're on a television show and you, you did something innovative. And mm-hmm. look what happened. And you got the book deal, which is huge. Yes. So huge. so we'll come back to more about savory bites and where you're taking this and the next steps in your career. But let's let's talk about the beginnings. Yeah. You know, because our show's about breaking into reality and I'm fascinated with Hollis's story about how this happened for you. So you need to you need
3: to we ask you to share your breaking into reality story. How did this happen? The breaking into reality was really a telephone call. Ironically, I had been cooking for chef for all sorts of celebrities in Los Angeles for many years. I moved to Orlando, Florida. There were no cupcakes there. I opened up the first cupcake and self-serve frozen yogurt shop. Hmm. The phone rang. It was the Food Network. Well, they never called me when I was in L.A., but they called me when I was in uh, Waterford Lakes, uh, Orlando, Florida. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? And they said, we have a new show. It's called Cupcake Wars. We want you to audition for it. And uh, I said, are you, this is not real. I mean, this is not really happening. No, we want you to, we want you to send us a little, um, just a little two-minute um, flip video of yourself. So I got the flip camera, took a video from the feet up, said, do I look like a cupcake baker? <laughs> I had just come from working out. They called me and said, we want you on the show. That was it. And that was season one, right? That was season so one. Brand new season. Right. Yeah.
2: And how long had the, had the shop been open by the, by the time that you had got show? The shop had been
3: open nearly a year.
2: Okay. Well, this is an example, actually. We talk a lot on the show about auditioning, and Sheila provides auditioning tips. But you're actually an example of somebody who was cold-called, recruited, recruited, we recruited to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they found you through research. You had an established business. You had an established reputation. And they wanted somebody with skills and something to prove of those skills to compete in the show to give it credibility. So that kind of that's that's a that's one of the, that's a strategy for casting, Rachel. right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Which one? Of, yeah, one of my uh, unique uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it uh, procedures that I set up years ago. But yes, to come out and find who's got the best cupcakes. know, you guys are going to compete against each other. So
3: what happened next? So then I got myself ready mentally. And what I mean by mentally is that I started working out with a trainer to get myself <laughs> ready for competition. Because I'd never been on television for competition. I mean I never been on television and I knew that I needed to have my game face on because I didn't know who I was going to encounter there. I knew that I was bringing the best of my sweet and savory background because I'm a self-taught sweet chef and savory chef so I knew I could bring the food portion of it but I needed to make sure I had the game. I needed to know that I could actually withstand the tension and having all those cameras on you. So I showed up. I made the salmon cupcake. I made a couple other really fantastic, yummy, savory cupcakes as well. And uh, got the book deal. And then it just rolled from there. Then I got another episode. They called me. This time I didn't have to send a mini submission tape. And then a third time. So it just kept Going, they would pick up the phone and call me. So, how did you feel about that? Because after winning the first show,
1: and then now all of a sudden you're called back to
3: come on the second, you're already the winner. So, who are you going up against? And I forgot to say, between the first and second season, they created another show called Cupcake Confidential, which featured me and three other cupcake bakers from around the country. And we shot an episode, it didn't get picked up. But while this is happening, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's momentum here. Something exciting is going on. It happened so fast. I mean, it was really, it, it happened so fast. I, I was awestruck, really. and,
1: and, and what happened to your business? Well, you were uh, from getting a call to do season one, then season two, the other show. How did that happen? Well, the business
3: broke even the first year, so I was grateful for that. Then I got the phone call, we want you to be on the show. I went up, ridiculous. I mean, it went from $600,000 the first year to a million six. 000. Oh, my God. So the business was insane. The calls were coming in for talk shows. I was doing magazines. I was traveling all over the place. And don't forget, I'm writing a cookbook at the same time. Oh. And raising two children and running a Sweet sweet by Holly, my cupcake shop, in Orlando at the time. I hadn't opened up uh, Jacksonville yet, but all these things were happening. It was a little bit loony bins. And did anybody tell you how to do this or to prepare for this? Nobody told me anything about it.
1: Right. but and, yeah. I, and I, I met you through part the, towards the tail end of, yes. of that um, after the book came out but but another really important thing to let our viewers know our listeners out there is that you know you can't go wrong by being on TV I mean look at what it did for your your business you know eyeballs eyeballs on you and for your business automatically boost sales mm-hmm. you know so there's no bad TV no I don't think there's there is no, no bad TV no, no,
2: no absolutely no. No. had you had you planned or, or had the thought crossed your mind of exploring the idea of reality TV before you received that call I would say no and no. so and how do you prepare for um, mentally for for the for the opportunity to be on TV in front of millions of people
3: well you look at yourself a lot in the camera I mean you know you you have somebody put a, a video on you at that time there were flip cams. So I did a lot of videos, checked myself out. How am I going to wear my hair? What outfit should I wear? Of course, they wanted me to wear the short shorts that I wore in my submission where I had just come from the gym. And I said, well, I can't wear that. People don't cook in kitchens with those clothes on. You know, a little T-shirt and short shorts. I just thought that this was a real opportunity to show that I was other than just a cupcake baker because I wanted to be looked at as a brand, because really here's here's what my here's what I was thinking and it's grandiose but grandiosity only occurs when you can't back it up and here I was positioned to be on the show and I could cook and I had all of the other attributes that I needed to have in order to be on TV right so I thought well I'll end up in Walmart and, and Target just like everybody else that's on television yeah. they'll I'll end up in Walmart and Target and I'll have those pots and pans and you'll be able to come in and buy my sauce. That's what the goal was. Now, how am I going to get there?
1: Right. But that's a very good point because you're a business owner, you were building your brand, you that's saw right. this opportunity and you started to see the vision, the goal. What are all the things that I can do with this? Mm-hmm. So then so then what happened? How did it I know it was hectic. I know it was crazy. I mean, do you want to let us in on a little bit of the secrets and how they do this behind the scenes? How that competition was? How frantic it was? Did you cry at any time? Were you oh, ready to give I'm up? the boo-hoo
3: girl? <laughs> and they would say to me every time I was on, there's no cupcake. There's no crying in cupcakes, over and over again. There's no crying in cupcakes. Hollis. <laughs> I mean, I would go on there and because I was so grateful, first of all. I was so grateful that this phone call came. Right. It right. really did change my life. It changed my life. And uh, in, in always positive because ultimately it's just an exploration of self that is really important anyway. You're checking your ego. All these things are happening. So, what did you just ask me? I just asking you, you know, like behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. Yes, I cried. And it, the competition's fierce. When that clock starts, time is time. So, you know, they want you to do a little bantering back and forth with some of the other teams and show some of your sword fighting ahead of time before the competition actually starts. And I did not I did get some tips where I wanted to be shown in the best light and not really be who I really am hmm. in the kitchen. Hmm. Oh. That was a cue that I was given. Don't really show them who you really are. Well, because that's your game, it's your game face, they call it, right? Right, so they you don't want to know? show, you want to go with your game face and you want to, you want to showcase, now, I'm sweet by Holly, uh-huh. so, and on the back of my cupcake trucks, I'm very sweet with, you know, a <laughs> sweet smile and I'm ho- holding a cupcake and I'm, and little girls love me and, and you know, I'm, I'm a role model, right. so I can't go on TV and be, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't do that. I'd be I a tiger. Be a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought anyway, but you, but you did win. So you, you, I did win. Yeah, yes. I think that I won them over with my. Well, here's the thing. My genuine reality is is genuine. It's not. It's not. I'm not disingenuous at all. And so for me to be on there and to be emotional, really was. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And it makes for great television. I mean, I didn't. I can't turn the waterworks on like right now. If you tried to get me to turn the waterworks on, that's not oh, going to happen. Oh, maybe okay. I don't know. Uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I've been known to make mm. a few people cry. Yeah, I <laughs> bet yes, you have. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: No, but that's true. Like you were there, and the emotion—it's that personal journey too—that a lot of people don't. You know, even realize if you win or not in these competition shows,
3: you learn so much about yourself. You do. And at the end of the show, well, before the show actually airs, hopefully you know that what you're doing is you're making a television show. You're not just going on. This is not just some video cam. This is millions of people are watching it. And so you are making a television show. So how much of yourself are you willing to show? How much of yourself are you willing to share? And i made a lot of deep edits because i thought i can't really go there
1: i can't really go there that's really interesting because i see why they cast you to be on the show Uh, number one your cupcakes are great but your look and your demeanor and the sweet behind i mean sweet that's just you know this whole Mm -hmm. persona but i always tell people when we're auditioning them for for tv shows You have to be authentic, you have to let your whole self out. And I don't like it when people edit themselves or hold back.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I did that for shows one, two, and three.
2: I was just going to ask, so their season one was 2011, Mm -hmm. and you were the first winner actually on episode one. So you kind of set the precedent for everybody. Mm -hmm. They invite you back for season two. Was it easier? Was it less scary mm-hmm. coming back? You, you kind of knew how it, how it works, at least, you know, because part of the learning curve is understanding how TV is made behind the scenes when you're competing mm-hmm. or, or you're appearing on the shows. So um, how was the second experience and then the third experience?
3: Well, I have to tell you, one of the things behind the scenes is that I wanted to make sure that I knew where all of my mise en place that's the food oh. and my equipment were every single time okay. because you've got a lot of people handling your things oh. so they'd be back there touching all this stuff I'd be like wait a minute where are you moving that because I need that right. don't touch it don't touch it so when I went on the second time I knew that I needed to make sure I was checking my ego I had to make sure that just because I won and I knew that they liked me and I'd gotten the book deal but hmm. going on the second time if I lost That would be serious because people watch that and they really think it's real, right? They watch reality television and they think that what happens on there really happens and that who you are on television is really who Who you you are. are in life. And so if I lost, it would be a loss for Orlando, Florida. Hmm. And at that time, Jacksonville, Florida. So there was no pressure. Everybody was saying, oh, go, Hollis. We're so behind you. We can't wait to see you go on there and do this again and win. Well, you know I was even fierce, more fierce the well, second you're, time. you're very competitive. I'm very competitive. Yes. yes. So, yes, that definitely. Yes. There was no losing. No, there was no losing. And also in the choice of who you decide your teammate to be. Because when you go on these shows, you have to choose a, a partner. Strategy. So you need somebody that is as good, if not better, than you are. Isn't that what life always finds somebody that's better than you are and then do it better than they do it? Hmm. Right? Oh, I never thought of it that way. That's a good motto. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to find someone
1: better than me <laughs> and then <laughs> you learn all of these tricks. Oh, okay. Do you do we do that in our personal life too? Mm. <laughs> Maybe once upon a time. No, sure.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: And, okay, so let's go, let's fast forward to, I mean, all the success, everything was happening, you're managing ma- managing everything, stores are doing great, sales are going up, kids at home are doing okay, mm-hmm. or was the family
3: life falling apart? Oh, family life is definitely, like, cuckoo. <laughs> cuckoo. My children looked at me one night, I came rolling in, and they said, what's more important, us or the cupcake shop? Mm. So, Yes. Things are happening. We did make a, we made a sort of a a verbal contract as a family that this is an opportunity. It's a gamble. Mm -hmm. It's a risk. You don't get very many opportunities like this. And so you have to go for it full force and whatever it takes. So if I'd get a phone call, you have to be in Washington on, it's a, it's Monday and you have to be in Washington Thursday morning to do the morning show. Guess what? You I'm have packing up a suitcase with cupcakes and all sorts of things, and I'm getting on an airplane by myself, and I'm flying there, and I'm doing that. So you know it became what? the priority.
1: You know what? And that's another good point, too, because with family businesses or it's single business owners or whatever it is, it's hard working a business, number one, and then your family is affected as well. Yes. And it's great to get all the fame and glory, but, you know, all of a sudden, who's feeling less prioritized? That's exactly
3: That's really cool. I'm glad and you you that. And then you feel the – then you have the – you have the guilt from that right you know
2: so I'm a little interested in in learning more about your roots as a baker and how you learned all your skills where you came from even prior to you know opening the shop tell us a little bit about that you know that part of your story
3: well I don't know about you but I had an I had an Aunt Violet, (laughs) a grandmother (laughs) Hazel, Eunice, Oval, these are all female (laughs) names I mean these women they could bake and they baked with lard Their crust was incredible. So I grew up with all different homemade breads, eclairs, cream puffs, uh, puddings, pies. They grew their own fruits and vegetables. I mean, they lived on a farm. They made the most extraordinary desserts. They didn't make cupcakes. So when I started collecting ideas for, for sweets, Sweet by Holly and making cupcakes, I took those family favorites from my childhood, and I rolled them up into a cupcake paper, and I made cupcakes. Now, what, what separated me from other cupcake bakers at the time and on each one of the shows, I noticed that Well, I was known for mini cupcakes because it's all about minimize to maximize, so you can have a two and a half bite cupcake, get the taste that you want without overindulging, which is really what my Savory Bites book is all about because it's about portion control Mm -hmm. without saying, you know, you need to watch how much food you're eating. But one of the tips that I, what I noticed was people on the Cupcake Wars would show up with these giant cupcakes. They wanted to make the big ones, which are about the size of your fist. Mm -hmm. That was their downfall. Because who can finish one of those? And every time I was on the show, I made mini cupcakes. Yeah. And I made four different flavors. And people could eat half of one. And guess how right. many they're eating? If they're eating half of one and they're having four flavors. Right? So, so what a variety. So, a variety. Yeah. I love that. So what did you ask me? Because I get <laughs> off. I start getting off and a la, la, la. No, we love oh, it. you did I, it. Your,
2: your, your beginnings, though. Yeah. And, and, and you were in L.A. And... You know, our viewers might not know this, but you were a celebrity chef. You, you cooked for some major names out there that many people would recognize. And that was prior to the shop.
3: That was prior to the shop. Yeah.
2: So tell us about that, yes. you know, those roots, that, that story.
3: Well, I got my break in food when I started working for Max Muchnick, who uh, was co-creator with David Cohan, who's, by the way, um, the brother to Genji Cohan of yes. Orange is the New Black. <laughs> and uh, they created Will & Grace. And so I was on that show and made food for them. And then in the subsequent years that I was on the show, which was the the full run of the season, of the entire show, I also cooked for all these other shows at CBS Radford. So Seinfeld, Third Rock from the Sun, Caroline in the City. And at the same time, I had a catering company, so I was making food for people like... um, well, my big um, client was Jay Leno, right. and I, I did cook a couple times for Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman wow. and uh, the Osmonds. And then I, the and Austin. Michael Jackson, and wow. I was wow. cooking on people's private airplanes <clears throat> as well. So I had a company called Cloud Nine. This is back in the day with the beeper. Huh? <laughs> the phone would <laughs> ring at midnight. Michael Jackson has 28 people on his on his plane, or the Rolling Stones are coming into town and they need...
1: Food wow. for.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh. So I was very
1: busy. Can you give us an insider tip here? What did the Stones want? Oh, of course.
3: Oh, love, we love bangers. We <laughs> want bangers? Give us bangers. <laughs> of course, you knew that's what they want. I What's know. a banger? Banger. It's like the sausage. Yeah, oh, okay. the, the, bread. the English sausage. Educate oh, it's me. So good. <laughs> right, right. <Come laughs> on. We like deli. Do you, Del- deli, we like deli. And what about Michael Jackson? What did he like? Well, they had to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So the breakfast was all sorts of fruits and pastries. All of this I'm making, of course. I'm in there making cinnamon buns at 2 o'clock in the morning, rolling out the dough. They they liked um, a cold fish platter with all sorts of smoked and marinated fish. Mm. And then for dinner, they liked the um, steak tartare or filet mignon. Now, all of this food is created a la menu. Do you know what that means? So it's brought to a certain place. OK, it's not fully cooked because on board, it gets finished. Mm-hmm. So everything's prepped. It's all in its little containers. That business was a nightmare, and I'll tell you why. You know what happens? You put the food in a little refrigerator, OK, at the hangar. Right. OK. Other people put their food in there. And if they don't like you, they take your food. <gasps>
2: No yes.
3: way. So then the flight attendant shows up and she says, um, "Where's the um, the mashed potatoes and the um, apple strudel? It's not here." Or good one, Kevin Costner. He liked tenderloin of uh, beef chili, and I made this for him all the time. Where's Mr. Costner's beef?
2: Uh-oh. But like, Uh-oh. Like, who would take it?
3: Another, another other
1: caterers. Oh, other caterers that are out there catering for the... Oh! So
2: that's how you knew how to get 2,500 cupcakes. at onto time. That's back? exactly okay. it. That's so why security, I win. Yes, understood. Yes. I get it now. That makes sense. Them. And we guarded them with our <laughs> Yes, and she knew to guard them, No one was taking them. <laughs> All right, them. good. That's
1: right. So, no, that was... So, the celebrity, the celebrity stuff, and then off to Florida, mm-hmm. open up the shop, mm-hmm. then the TV show sales boom the book comes out you're a published author now so let's yeah i mean this is this This is the book again
2: savory bites
3: and tell us about savory bites so how, how did you get the idea well You know, when the publisher calls, they say, they tell you this without telling you this. You have basically 10 minutes to tell us what the book is going to be about. And you're blah, 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 blah. That's why you always have to be prepared in life. Your elevator pitch. You have got to be ready. And so what I said to them was that the book is going to be about American cuisine, the cuisine that everybody likes to eat, but in a smaller portion and not with not with sacrificing any of the fat or flavor. So instead of doing this thing where everybody's like, oh, let's do the low ca- carbs and the low right, fat, right. And, yeah. and you can't eat this and you can't eat that, everything that's in the book are the same foods from my childhood beginnings and the food that I made on, on set and in airplanes because that's what everybody wants. They want home-cooked comfort. meals. Yeah, they want comfort, comfort food. food. Yeah. So the only difference is that instead of it being in a casserole, which you serve yourself with a big shovel, by the way, on a paper plate that's flimsy because there's so much food on it. Yeah. We're gonna make it in a classic American cupcake pan, hmm. which is a half a cup of food. Well, This is the play on cupcakes. Play on cupcakes. Why mm. not? Nice You're right. <laughs> I had to use a tool, a kitchen tool, that everybody already had because they bought into the cupcake craze. Everybody went out and right, bought the silicone right. pan, the mini pan, the Texas Jumbo, the classic.
1: Oh, my God. I had no idea All these was pans, hand tools.
2: <laughs> And so the recipes are uh, fleshed out, understanding the way that you're going to be serving them and preparing them, which is in the cupcake tin. In the
3: cupcake tin, but they're not with papers. They're with edible wrappers. Mm-hmm. So things like smoked salmon, wonton wrapper, yeah. aspic brought back in the new, improved way, some pie dough puff pastry. Oh, I love puff pastry. Love puff yes, pastry. Yes, 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 And then there are all sorts of side dishes. And the book is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's not um, cupcakes. And it's easy. It's easy to make. It's easy. And you know what? I don't know about you, but half of the pot racks mm. around the nation are filled with dust. People are not cooking. This is easy. It's convenient. You can make it ahead of time. I have college right. dorm room girl. they call and say, well, we want to put together a, um, a, a little, like, a coffee clatch of girls, and they all get together and they make the cupcake food in the cupcake tins. Right. They put it in their little portion-controlled Tupperware, and they take it to their dorm rooms, and they have food for a week.
2: So many people's dream out there is to write a book, and you... Built this platform to be able to do it, but and you know, reality is in our title. So I do a question: What is the reality mm. of writing and publishing a book? From the press tours, from from the actual oh, construction honey, of the book. Oh, you only get a press tour if
1: you are <laughs> huge. <laughs> right. Okay? okay, right.
3: As my publisher pointed out when they when I said, "Well, what about the picture of me on the back?" Um, you're not a celebrity. This is what they oh. told me, and so you don't get to have your picture on the back. Well, I wish that it had been. That's one of the biggest questions that people ask me: How come your face isn't on the, back, the back of the book? And so. Here's the thing. They call and they say, here's your book deal. You get a $20,000 advance, but that $20,000 is around the clock I'm testing the recipes. Then, to get the good housekeeping seal of approval on your cookbook, your book agent, who by the way you don't have, I didn't have one. I wasn't planning on writing a book. Right, the right. publisher called me. How backward is this? The publisher called me, mm-hmm. and then she said, you need an agent. Here are five agents. Interview them. Yeah, pick one. I picked the one that was the smallest female, um, little tiny boutique in uh, Stone Song Press in New York City. That's who I chose because it was women power, right? Women power. You get that $20,000. It gets gobbled up when you give half of it away to the how good housekeeping seal of approval on your book, which makes it so that when Sheila and Tim are home and all of you are home trying to cook these things, they turn out. Right. So they, it's tried, true, tested. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Right. And then you hire someone to edit, right? So And then it costs $6,000 to buy the food to test all of the recipes. Right. And there's a lot. Yeah, you know, doing these cookbooks,
1: because I've gone through this process yes. with, mm-hmm. with one of my clients, and it is, it's is—it's not pretty it's no, not it's pretty, not. and it costs a lot of money. Costs a lot.
2: It looks pretty yeah. though. And you're right? up all I mean, night? when it's all said and done, it looks really pretty, but
1: you're up all night, right? And it is cooking. So, so. That's another thing too. It looks glamorous and everything, but on the flip side, it's so rewarding. It's amazing. I mean, the, the accomplishment. I'm no? very proud. Yes. And it's yes. forever. Yeah, and it, it is forever. Yeah. Yes, it is forever. It's a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So what? So from the book now, what's what's coming up next? What do we have on the horizon? I think I know if you don't. If you will yes. allow me to do it, <laughs> please. Anything. So, because of the platform, and this is what I always try and tell everybody out there, the listeners, you know, to get started, get yourself out there. You have a great platform to launch from, and you learned a couple things. I do. So let's talk about. Most people don't want to talk about a couple of the mistakes. Yes, you mentioned a little bit earlier, but the Good. one mistake that. that and mistake is a good thing. I'm yes, mistake is it a bad thing. You know, last or the last time our we had the show with Ariane Resnick on Chopped, she had a situation that most people would have said, "Oh my God, this is you know horrific." But she turned it into positive, and it worked for her. Mm-hmm. Same with where I think you're going now, where I know you're going now. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what was that? What was the one thing that you would do differently? Would have done differently?
3: Well, I think the number one was to make sure that I had a strong social media platform. I would have made sure for. Absolutely. That somebody was tweeting. I mean, I couldn't do all... Someone was writing a blog. There was no way I could do all of that while I was competing on a show. Writing a cookbook, which, by the way, from the time they asked me until it was on the bookshelves, was two and a half years. So that was a big chunk of my life. And a time period when my children were six and seven, which kind of is a blur to me. Uh, So I paid a price for that. Right. The social media, um, I think, is, is a really big... A big key. Um, because you have to keep your, you know, your your image and your you do. everything else. And there's there. it's a balancing act. I mean, I did have on the one hand I had, you know, you're the sweet by Holly brand, you have a, you have companies that rely on the income. Um, and you need to you rely on I relied on the income. And so you cannot take a certain part of your personality and put it on reality television. If I had done that, I think I'd be in a completely different position because I would have been truer to myself. I'm talking about not editing myself. So, yeah, let's be clear about that because I think this is something everybody
1: wants to really hear because you hear me pound this over and over and over. Authenticity, be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Be uninhibited. Mm-hmm. You, All of us have emotions, every single range, and it's okay to let them out. That makes you more relatable. Right. And I think you're right. If you would have been the true Miss Holly... Mm -hmm. A.K.A. Hollis Wilder Yeah, A.K.A. Hollis Wilder Which tell us, who is the real Hollis Wilder?
3: Oh, well, the real Hollis Wilder is very competitive Driven um, Grandiose at times Self-deprecating Ball buster A ball buster Perfectionist I'm a perfectionist
2: Great business owner
3: I want it the way I want it when I want it
1: and and to me i can relate to this you know from one business owner to another we will get criticized for it or Mm -hmm. people want to talk about but when you're running a business and your name is on it Mm -hmm. and your reputation you have to have those qualities you know you have to because otherwise what are you gonna do it half half half-assed no i mean no and you know so and it also means that you care it's your passion Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so no and so now if you had your own show well, there will be another show.
0: So the show <laughs>
1: is going to be more it's going to be the real Hollis Wilder. It's going Wilder. to be the real Hollis Wilder. And give us a little insight into what it is that you would want that, that you would be doing on TV.
3: Well, I think that it's important and not in a now how do we blend the sweet and the savory, okay? It's not a cooking show. It's gotta be a show about look at all of these kids that are not making any food. Mm -hmm. Just in regular neighborhoods. Latchkey kids. I don't know, Sheila, you're the expert. But what do I love? First of all, it has to come from the premise of what do I love to do. Right, what's authentic to you. And what's authentic to me. I love to cook, and I love to teach kids how to cook. And they absolutely adore learning about portion we have a nation full of it's we're we're actually beyond na- national it's pandemic with obesity and we also have major issues in this country with poverty for children they're not eating enough food
1: and look at the, what you have is the perfect transition into this teaching in schools mm-hmm.
3: yeah the size control it's still good food it's good for you and teaching them how to do it And you don't have to go to a certain type of grocery store to buy the food. You can get it anywhere. See, I like this. You know, yeah. and kids' cooking
1: shows are quite popular. Yes, they are. You know, so. So uh, Sheila's
2: got the tips, right? Yeah, yeah. Sheila's got the tips. Actually, uh, Hollis, we do a segment every day. Um, I mean, every day. Every, every show. Day. Every uh, day we Where do this. we, we <laughs> hear from Sheila tips um, that she has for, based on her experience and based on what she, you know, knowing everything about reality TV. So uh, we wanted to tackle the question today like, is reality TV right for your business? Right. So um, Sheila's going to give some tips on how to answer that question.
1: Right. And and I also just want to say thank you to Hollis for leading into this because a lot of what you've gone through and what you've shared with us go back to what my tips are and how you learned through it and what we discussed. So I'll be highlighting a couple of these. And feel free to jump in if you have any comments well, because you. I will go right to it on my paperwork here. So to recap what we've heard from Hollis, which is, wow, quite a lot. It was amazing. I mean, you've been through. You've been through a lot through this reality TV process. And now you're ready to take on the next part. So what did we learn? You know, if you're a business owner and you get contacted by someone or you want to approach, you know, someone who is doing reality TV, there's a few things that you should really be prepared for. I would say, first of all, number one, have a goal in mind. What is your end goal? Because if you have your business, no matter if you've been in business a year, two years, three years, what is your end goal? Where do you want to take it? So, number one, really know that and understand it, right? Mm-hmm. And then, number two, make sure your business can be managed and taken care of when you're not there. Mm-hmm. Because, as Hollis said, you know, it can happen really fast. And once you're on, all of a sudden, you don't want your business to suffer because the bottom line is be on TV, get the eyeballs, boost your sales, have that visibility, and know how to take that to the next level. So, very, make sure you're protected on the back end. Uh, Because how many people you know don't slaughtering of the lamb?
3: Yeah, basically.
1: I mean, because otherwise, that's there aren't enough hours in the day to do both. Um, The next thing is, and then money. Like you said before, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to set aside a little bit of money because it's so competitive out there. Mm -hmm. So if you get one ounce of attention, you're the winner. You're this. You're that. You created something interesting. You did something. You need to have your own social media your own PR person. Mm-hmm. The networks are there to do it for their show, but they're mm-hmm. not going to do it for you and your business. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure you have money to put into that. And if you get the the luxury of getting a book deal for whatever it is,
3: you need your own PR people for that too. That's right, because the publisher doesn't do that. Right. They right. do not promote your book. Right. As everyone says it's like, oh, once you get a book deal, it's no. like, oh,
1: my God, this is Mm-mm. amazing. Yeah. Mm-mm. And then uh, where's my exposure is good. Oh, wait. No. Oh, oh, I'm backing up. Vision, the bigger picture. Have a bigger picture. Know where you want to go. Is it a product that you want to go to next? Is it opening more stores or more businesses or more restaurants or another retail store? Whatever it is, think big. What is the bigger picture? And your vision needs to be wide, you know? Go for the go for everything. Um, exposure is good. Being on TV, as I said before, I you know everybody goes. Well, should I be on TV? It's going to be bad for my business. Well, we just heard from Hollis as well, going. Don't edit yourself. Don't censor yourself. I mean, you did very well, and you got by by editing yourself mm-hmm, and censoring mm-hmm. it. You still were a winner. You got all this to happen, but really, you know, in the end, you wish you would have done it the other way. I do, and uh, yeah, and so uh, number one. You know, put yourself out there. Be uninhibited and, you know, authentic. Um, Contracts. Mm -hmm. Running a business. There's still, it's a business is a business. And they say show business. (laughs) It's still a business. (laughs) Right. So you have to make sure that your business is protected. You know, bottom line. And we can, we'll talk about that some more on other shows, too. (laughs) And then what's next? Think about your next show. You know, like you said, you had one that happened one right after another after another. Well, sometimes they're not gonna come to you and and give you Mm -hmm. that. So you need to be thinking and how do you create that? How can you parlay into the next thing for yourself? Because you can be here today, gone tomorrow, flash five minutes of fame instead of 15 minutes of fame. Mm -hmm. And then I think I already mentioned a little bit, but I still like to say it, authenticity, authenticity, Mm -hmm. genuine, and don't ever give that up. Mm -hmm. So those are my insider tips. For building, taking your business, an existing
3: business, and some opportunities for reality TV. I think it's important also to know, just in yourself, when to stop the chase. Because, like I said in the beginning, there was momentum, mm-hmm. and it went, and it went, and went. But then you have to be thoroughly honest with yourself and say, can I physically do this, and mentally, can I continue to do it? against all of what I've learned, both positive and negatively. And maybe the ultimate goal isn't necessarily what you started out with. But if if you exit from the game, if you exit from the game altogether, you don't get to find out. But maybe it's something else. It doesn't have to be, it can be a surprise. That's what I'm looking forward to, the surprise. Yes, I have this platform. I'm interested in seeing what happens next.
1: Well, bottom line, you belong on TV. Oh, thank you, Sheila. I mean, I, you know, since day one that I met you, you need your own show. You're going to have your own show. Thank you. You should have your own show. You need to be on television. Thank you, Sheila. You're, you're awesome. You have a lot to give and dynamic, and I just I love watching you. Thanks. Tim and I were watching your your old episodes, going, I can't stop watching her. She's fantastic.
2: Actually, we didn't even touch on um, your recent cake wars episode. Oh yes. <laughs> I mean, we talked right. about how much you've won everything. Oh, that's you know, right. This is more uh, difficult. Uh, that's right.
3: Is this the right way? <laughs> <laughs> you see that?
2: But that was more recent. That was just last month.
3: It was just last so, month. Yeah. But I have to tell you, it was fine that I lost. Because I was my authentic self. Oh, wow. I was. I went on. I was free. I had so much fun. It was a blast. I wasn't walking around wondering whether or not I should have said that. So when I really like took that paintbrush that had had red dye right. on the end of it, and I slashed the white apron of the, assist, the cooking assistant, <laughs> and he looks like he'd gotten stabbed by me, they edited that. It was hysterical. But, hey, I had a great time.
2: Good. Right. I had the right. best
3: time. And also... Cakes are harder to do than Cakes are a lot right. harder than cupcakes. They're a lot bigger. Ah, oh, bigger that's here. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, when you're building a cake them. that's the size of a small child. <laughs> that's Perfect. right. That's insane. <laughs> that's right. Well, let's see. We
1: are going to go, again, thank you, Hollis Wilder, so much, much for being a part of our Breaking Into Reality and sharing your Breaking Into Reality story with us, and we look forward to seeing a lot more of you coming up. Yeah. and we're excited
2: um, over on our end we will be unveiling okay. our new oh,
1: wait is this the is this the the secret this tip? is our
2: little yeah oh okay, well, our little a announcement, announcement. Uh, kind of sub uh, uh, yeah. partial announcement yeah. uh, we have a new website that we're gonna be unveiling in the next few days uh, yeah. a few weeks next, few days soon, soon, soon. but guys it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be a one-stop shop resource for anyone who's aspiring to be on reality TV to create reality TV if you're just uh, an enthusiast like we are as well um, this is where you can find any Anything that you would like to find? Uh, it's a one-stop shop resource. <laughs>
1: and there's more to it too. We can't wait to show yes, you. Yes,
2: absolutely. So stay tuned.
1: And thank you again for joining us on Breaking Into Reality. Do you have it? What ta- do you have what it takes to be on reality TV? Find out on Breaking Into Reality. See you next time.